Well, hello and welcome. As always, delighted to be with you today. Uh, we are Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marcia Collier. And we have just a great show for you today. A very, very dear friend who joins us very often on Halloween, uh, Cassandra Peterson, also known as Elvira. And uh, delighted to have her with us. And Marcia, say well, you hello know, to uh, we're so We're so lucky because we've had her on the show so many times and i'm so grateful that she takes the time and she looks so fantastic i mean the woman we can see her folks you can't see her but she is truly not only the queen of halloween but the queen of everything i think so i'd like to introduce cassandra peterson slash elvira mistress of the dark hi elvira hi you guys good to see you again (laughs) this is kind of Kind of become our our yearly ritual, our tradition. Yeah, Mark and Marcia, exactly. you just like so what doing, are you doing the for show. Halloween now? Ooh, I do. Well, Halloween's on Monday, so what are you doing for Halloween this year? Yeah, you know, um, it is weird when Halloween falls on a Monday. Basically, everybody celebrates Halloween on Saturday, right? You know, no matter what day. So, believe it or not, this will be my first time in forty years. This is my forty-first Halloween as Elvira. My first time that I am going to a Halloween party dressed as something other than Elvira. Oh, my goodness. Can you tell us? I'm so excited. Huh? Can you tell us what you're being dressed as? Yes. Okay. This Halloween party had a theme. It's something in the sky. So you could be Superman. You could be a planet, the moon, a witch, a bird. I'm going as Lucy in the sky with diamonds. <gasps> I, I love it. Now, I was just thinking you could have worn a leotard and put cotton balls in specific places <laughs> to be a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got wings on. I've got um, little uh, yeah cloud things in my hair. And uh, I've got also diamonds. I need more diamonds. If oh, you yeah. Oh, doesn't everybody? Sure. Sure, okay. sure. I can yeah. send you some from Amazon. They have some really swell yeah, diamonds. Exactly. <laughs> I'm all sticking right. a bunch of little fake diamonds all over my face and chest. That we'll Perfect. That's, right, so the funniest yeah. story I read about you this week was about the video game that was pulled off the market because <laughs> yeah. of some feature on on your body. What was the story with that? Yes, it's hard to believe uh, still in these this day and age. It was a video game. It was not a game for um, infants or children. It's a game for, you know, Adults, teens and 20s, and they they made a little um, very anime-looking <clears throat> Elvira on this game. I'm kind of hosting the game. Yeah, I agree. it's a beautiful am- anime character. It's, yeah, you know. It's, it's really cute. I had, like, I, I look, took a look at it, of course, like I do everything, you know, and okayed it. And then um, they were banned from a couple of sites, like Apple was one. <laughs> Too much cleavage on an anime figure. Well, there's no boobies on Apple. No boobies on Apple. No, no boobies allowed. It's like working for Coors Beer, who, you know, um, I don't know. The last I heard, I thought they were selling alcohol, but apparently they were only selling baby diapers or something because I couldn't have any any cleavage when I worked for them. None. None for sure. I look like a boy. Did you have to wear a different bra? I know. I wore massive tons of hair. Over oh, my cleavage, and and if any was showing, they they were able to like fill it in, um, you know, with, technologically. I don't know what they did, but they don't want any skin below my neck showing because you know, beer and boobs. 
Because yeah, no one knows what you look like with all the things you've done. So that exactly. makes a lot of they've sense. Never, they've never, you know, the funny thing is, as Elvira, I was on, and with the with my cleavage, I was on Space Ghost, the Mario Brothers, a Disney special. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these things, no, no. Yeah. So I wanted <laughs> to ask you about some of your lesser known projects. Because yeah. you are into everything. I mean... I go through your Twitter stream. You don't follow back. But, you know, I, I still follow you. Oh, but, I, uh, <laughs> I follow you every day. I have to look and check everything uh, happening there. But, uh, oh, me too. Anyway, you have some unique projects. I want to know how the Elvira Chia Pet came about. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my proudest achievements, I've got to say. I thought I, mean, so. I think when you become a Chia Pet, you know you have really finally made it. I mean, come on. Um, I, I just made my friend Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, so jealous that I have a Chia Pet. Now he's working on getting one, too. And we've decided our Chia Pets will get married when they... Well, I think, you know, that could be another Halloween costume for you. Is That's a fantastic a... idea. I go as a Chia Pet with green? a and a green afro. Right, and we can totally see you, no offense... Get, we can guess what time it is in your, your career if we look at the photos of you because your hair kind of starts out a lot, uh, close to your head and then yeah. it starts growing by the years and eventually when it's starting to look like Marge Simpson, you you kind of <laughs> let it go down a little bit. I do. It got out of control. It kept getting higher and higher. I couldn't get through doorways. And then, yeah, finally, finally, we brought it down to a happy medium where it remains today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk to us about your your book, which is a wonderful book. I recommend everybody read it. Yeah, uh, the new memoirs. You, it's just out on uh, paperback now. Yeah, it came out last year, last October, uh, in hardcover. It's called "Yours Cruelly: Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark," and uh, now it's out in um, paperback. It just came out this month, and I'm really excited about the paperback because number one. We added 32 new images to this one, um, ones that are not in the hardcover, for all you guys out there who only look at the pictures. <laughs> and then we uh, added um, three different covers. We, uh, uh, this is my brilliant uh, marketing team. Collector's editions. Collect oh, all three. Right. I, I posted about mm, five or six photos online on Instagram and let let the uh, fans pick which two they liked the best. And so they picked their favorite pictures and we, we did the covers of those two photos. And then because I have many Funko Pops out there, and are you guys familiar with Funko oh, Pops? Duh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have seven, I think now. And, and uh, so we did a Funko Pop uh, cover too, which is exclusive to just uh, my website. Oh, I, I, I love it. I, I think the marketing is just absolutely brilliant. Um, hey, now, my, uh, marketing guy, Scott Marcus, he'll love that. Uh, I give you credit for it. Just, in that book, though, I know, and we won't talk about your relationship with Elvis here because let people read the book for that. But is there one situation that sticks out in the book that you think people need to know about? Make them buy the book. Well, yeah. Let, let's. I'm going to say that I, 
I want people to know they're, they're, you know, they see the book, they go, Elvira, oh, it's about horror. I just want people to know that it's not just about horror, not just about horror hosts, not just about how I became Elvira and what I've done these last 40 years as Elvira. But I think the beginning part of the book is actually a lot more fascinating and interesting. Um, I always told people I had a really, really exciting life. Then Elvira came along and everything got boring and normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the Lily St. Cyr story. That's Yeah, thank you. Yes. Finding my bra on Santa Monica Boulevard at the Lily St. Sears store. And boy, did that help out, I got to tell you. How many did you buy? I bought all of them. I bought (laughs) all of the bras they had. Didn't matter what what cup size. I had from A up to double E. And I just bought them out of the warehouse because, in fact, at that time, the Lily St. Sears store and the factory that was making them were were shutting down. So we went to the... um, down to the warehouse downtown in L.A. and bought every single one of their bras. Now tell people who Lily St. Cyr was. She was a very famous stripper, I think, in the early 60s and part of the 70s, I believe. I'd have to look it up. But um, big time, famous, sort of classy stripper when, when strippers actually still had class. Were classy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean like Elvira, you, you yeah, total class. Stripper, but I do have so much class as Elvira, I, I say. i got a question for you yeah and i know you were a huge fan and and friend with vincent van uh vincent price vincent van Gogh too that's how long i've been (laughs) yeah i mean and i I was a huge fan i think i've told you before one of my favorite films is house on haunted hill and just a classic vincent price movie how do you contrast the technology today with the way, you know, before it was skeletons that were being moved by prop people as to mm-hmm. what they have today. And I know you just were in the uh, new Rob Zombie Munsters movie. What do you see in terms of technology changes through the years in movies and things like that? Well, I am uh, old fashioned, I guess, but I like leaving things, ghost stories, especially up to the imagination more. I mean, I think some of the scariest movies of all time were, for example, Psycho, there is no CGI and no special, you know, um, and, you know, not that special effects. They're, they're not special. That's what they are. They're just effects. But um, I think leaving things up to the imagination is really important. Like one of my favorite movies that have come out more recently, not that recent, but a few years ago is, is um, The Witch. And it, it was just, again, like a ghost story. There were no... CGI effects, so maybe at the end when they flew, but who knows? Maybe they know how to fly. Um, but but oh, spoiler alert! Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not wild about. I, you know, I actually saw House on Haunted Hill is one of my favorite movies of all time ever, and I, I saw it recently, and I thought it was still fun and spooky and scary, yeah. especially for you know kids if they want to see a movie that's not too gross and gruesome. But then I saw the remake of House on Haunted Hill, and they just threw in every CGI effect that they could afford. And it was just, ugh, it was just, yeah. me, it was, uh, why do you need all that? Use your imagination for crying out loud. That's what's scarier than anything. Well, isn't terror really what goes on in your mind while you're watching the movie, not necessarily what you're looking at? Yeah, like the Blair Witch, uh, you know, that, that movie, I mean... Nothing happened in that whole movie. <laughs> really, nothing happened. 
you're crawling around with a little video camera in tents and seeing some leaves move and, you know, ooh, scary leaves. Um, and that movie was just uh, one of the biggest, most frightening movies with the biggest box office mm-hmm. um, of the last, you know, decade or two. Well, so, Marsha? You know, listen, it doesn't, I, I just don't think CGI is necessary for these kind of things. I totally agree. Marsha well, that- found an odd story that Vincent Price's ashes are owned by Joan Rivers. What? Yep. Go look it up. Vincent Price left part. It is all over the internet. Part of his ashes to Joan Rivers, and she was to distribute them. But since she liked Vincent so much during her life, she kept them under her bed in a Louis Vuitton briefcase. (laughs) That's very bizarre. Joan Rivers. And I know both Vincent Price and I know know Joan Rivers. She was great by the way absolutely loved her and uh what a bizarre thing to get and just part of the ashes i just found out you're not supposed to split the ashes up but i think people do rules 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 but i wanted going back to the movie that mark talked to you about so the elvira collector's edition part three the last time anybody can buy that is midnight on Halloween. Can you tell people where they can do this? Because limited time only. Yeah, it's called In Search of Darkness. And the first two uh, installments of this have been incredibly successful. Um, there is mainly a, um, you know, clips, clips of movies from the uh, different periods in time. The, I'm doing the 80s, obviously, because Elvira was... Um, began began in the 80s and um, they're just a a series of video clips with my commentary and they have just been wildly popular but if people want to find out about it I'd say the best place to go is uh, elvira.com and then from there you can connect to um, all of my social media which is at the real elvira and you can find all the ads for it on twitter and instagram and facebook and everything but at midnight this Halloween is the last time you can get it, and they're not kidding about that. They cut out. They have a cut off date. <laughs> and one other thing I want to mention: if you're on Instagram, Elvira's Boutique Official has yes. the greatest products. I mean, I just adore that little baby romper <laughs> with Elvira. You know what is knife through the heart and all the Elvira stuff. It's a great site. And I love your wicked take. That's adorable. I mean, it, you just have such great creative merchandise, and people can find this on Instagram, aside from your website, at Elvira's Boutique Official. And, of course, you can follow Elvira, but I always like shopping. So, you know, the real yeah. Elvira shopping. The company that runs my boutique is this fabulous company. It's a couple from Scotland, and the company's called Creepsville 666. And uh, I'm actually going to be there November, um, I believe it's the weekend of November 12th. So I think the 12th and 13th, signing the uh, signing the, the new cover of my book, the the um, Funko cover. Oh, that's great. Biography. So if anybody in L.A. is uh, hanging out, wants to come down and buy a book, I'll, I'll be there. Miss, I'll miss you. I'll, legit, I'll be in that part of the world on the 16th. So, (laughs) you know, also, I don't know if people can still sign up and I am desperately trying to work out going. You have a trip to Dracula's castle coming up next year. 
I do. And this will be the third time we've done it. <laughs> and we finally are actually going to do it, I hope, this time. First of all, it was canceled first year because of the pandemic, then because of the uh, war in Ukraine, which happens to border Romania. And um, now I think we're okay to do it, but I'm really excited about it. I spent, you know, two, almost almost three months in Romania shooting the film and absolutely loved it there. It's kind of like going back to the 16th century. I mean, really, that that area, the, trans, the area that was Transylvania, um, is just like really stepping back in time. And um, so I'm going to go with a group of people. We're going to take a tour of um, Dracula's castle. We're going to have some dinners together, have some talks together. The um, director from my movie, Sam Irvin, is going to come along, and we're going to go to different parts of the country, the area where we filmed. And um, I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be fabulous. And are there still seats available? I believe so. I haven't checked in the last couple of days, but it's a fairly small group. Um, again, check check uh, uh, Instagram at the Real Elvira or um, Twitter, and you can find out about it and sign up if you want. But um, it's really a pretty good deal. Everything's included: your travel, your food, and uh, me. And you? Hey, best I kind of like I kind of like the sound of this. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds awesome. like a lot of fun. <laughs> so, before we let you go, anything new? What's the next project? Well, I am definitely starting work on two things. I just got another book deal, which I can't talk about the details of it yet, but I'm very happy I just signed that. And um, my next big pro- project I'm really working hard on getting going is either the documentary and or the um, maybe a biopic, maybe a six-episode biopic of my book. Nice. Um, Interesting. So that's what I really, really want to work on. I've got you, so much footage and stuff and photos of me from the time I was a kid up through all my Elvira years, of course, that would, I think, make a pretty fascinating, interesting um, little movie. That would be I, You know, this is great. And I tell Mark all the time that because I'm constantly writing, and I tell Mark that they don't ask for new books. They don't acquire new books unless the old ones really sold well. <laughs> we live in a world of nobody sells books. So if you buy one of Elvira's books, you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to get something worthwhile reading because people buy her books. Bingo. So Yeah, it was, I'm happy to say it was a New York Times bestseller, which... Shocked the hell out of me and the and the publishing company. I think I have no uh, doubt it's a phenomenal book, a really enjoyable, really fun. Well, thank you as always uh, for joining us. I appreciate your being here, and I'm going to try to go to Romania with you. I'm going to try to work that out. Oh yes. no, Mark, really? You can stay yeah. home. I'll go with Kurt and tell you all about it. <laughs> and now we got to go. So. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you so much. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Elvira, always great to see you. Always great to see you. You too. Uh, it's like, like I said, it's a Halloween tradition. Halloween wouldn't be Halloween without you guys. So you're sweet. Happy one, okay. Oh, by the way, are you dressing up in costume, either of you? Queen of uh, Hearts no. with a corset. Nice. You too, Mark. Same uh, costume. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be wearing my pajamas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Great to Thank talk. you. Bye-bye, Elvira. Take care.
Bye. Always delighted to have her with us on the show. Uh, and she's such wonderful. And do go look for her book because it's phenomenal. And it's just the stories are creative. The stories are wonderful. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, okay, Marcia. So what else is going on in the tech world? Well, I'm just telling Elvira that uh, she needs to click leave to leave. And once she clicks leave, she can go. Oh, right. <laughs> bottom, b- bottom of the screen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> yeah, oh. Well, you can stay on and listen if you want. It's fascinating. Bye-bye. Thanks. Uh, okay. You know, She's, that's no, always a joy, her. and we always. are so lucky that we maintained the relationship with her over the years because let's face it she's always doing something interesting yeah she's always always got, she is a, a marketing genius you know it's amazing all the things that she does so she's she's a real sweetheart uh, yep okay so on to more tech stuff apparently oh, well we have to talk about halloween here okay and some great halloween costumes if you're a, t- a geek nerd what are you you're listening to this show. I know you might have been here for Elvira, but we have some great suggestions as to what Halloween costumes you can wear to work. Mark? <laughs> that was yeah. That was Cassandra uh, texting me. Go ahead. Okay. So, Mark, what, what I see you have no plans to wear a costume for Halloween? I do not, but I can be convinced, but it's unlikely. Well, I mean, okay, here's some of the best costumes you can do. And I think this is brilliant. I'm looking at the pictures, and you don't really have to buy this. I think you can make it yourself. But on Amazon, there is a floppy disk costume. Costs $39. Notice this show doesn't give you affiliate codes. If you want to look at it, we're not going to dig into your account. Um, but $39, I think it looks great. It's an old time floppy disk. You can write on the front. It's cute. Yeah. It's adorable. Or, you know, that would be an easy one to make yourself. So take a look at it on Amazon. That's a quick and easy one. Rosie the Riveter. Great costume. They have that on Amazon as well. But hey, Rosie the Riveter, put on a denim shirt, put on a name tag, make your arm what would you call that, Mark? Up in the uh, air, fisting, you know. Well, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. Fimp, uh, well, it's a sort of a fifth, fist pump kind of right, thing. Right, kind of thing. Yeah. And then Marty and Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Great movie. You, you know, you could still get that on Amazon. But the thing is, we're right up close on Halloween. And let people like to wear costumes all the time. Just take a look at the pictures on Amazon. First of all, I bet they're going to be dirt cheap after the holiday. You can right. have them for next year, right? Or you can recreate it yourself because how hard would it be to be Dwight Schulte from The Office? Yeah, that I don't is think kind that's weird. That's a weird one, I got to say. <laughs> I mean, it, it, how hard is that? So Amazon has one. It has a little Casio calculator fake watch. Take a look at it and you assemble it for next year. You know, or wait and get the deal. Frozen Han. Yeah, I was going to say for the next one, I might have to go as this. 
frozen Han Solo. Tell, yeah. tell everybody what it's about. Well, apparently, uh, it's your chance. It, I don't even know how to describe it, basically. It's a frozen version of him between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's some kind of an inflatable costume. It's 55 Yeah, it's an bucks. inflatable costume. Anybody who's seen the movie knows what this looks like. And you just get in the middle of it, and there you are. And the side in... It's all inflatable, kind of looks like you're on a pool float, but yeah, That is exactly what it looks like. Yeah, but it's a perfect duplicate of what they did in the movie. So I think that's brilliant. And Frozen Han Solo costume is on Amazon. Bet you it'll be on sale. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, how about, this is cute, uh, the hacking t-shirt that's uh, apparently a ransomware t-shirt uh, that says, Error, Costume Not Found. So that's kind of <laughs> cute. I like that. Well, you know, think about that. You can always do screens and stuff uh, on, on your uh, T-shirts. They used to have some great ones. What was that company that got bought out and it broke my heart? But they had some geeky nerd. I don't remember, but you used to be able oh, to Oh, I know what you're remember. talking about, and I don't remember the name. With that. Think, think something. Think. think geek. Think geek. Think geek. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, early on in our podcast series, they were the official T-shirt for our show, and they would supply me with T-shirts when we used to go out and do remotes and stuff. Right. So that was cool. Um, my f- absolute favorite is the Polaroid camera. Yeah, that's really cute. And the Polaroid camera costume looks like a pol- like an old Polaroid costume. Yeah, it's great. You can get it on Amazon, I guess. Although I click the link and I don't see it. Oh, okay. I got it. Just search Amazon for Rasta Impasta Instant Camera Adult Costume $45. That's kind of cool. You know, it is very cool. I actually just read a story about this costume. You didn't watch Stranger Things, I don't think, did you? No. Okay. So Millie Bobby Brown, who's turned into this absolutely gorgeous adult played this character called Eleven, and she had very little hair, and it was a very intense uh, character. Well, they now have a, uh, a an Eleven dress that you can wear, and I read an article that said she's not going out Halloween herself because so many people are dressing as Eleven that she doesn't want to be out in public. So if you love Stranger Things, there's an outfit you can get. And there's also another one that you can find on Amazon, although it doesn't have really great ratings, but it's an adult vinyl turntable costume, yeah, that's which cute. would be really easy, I think, to make yourself. It's a great costume. Take a look at that over at Amazon. Um, you see anything else in the list of stuff that you like? Well, you know, there's a lot of cute stuff out there. Uh, you know, be a Jedi. Um, so that's always fun. And for you, Marsha, you can be Star Trek. You can be a Star Trek uniform. But I already have every, I've already been Uhura. I've already, already been Kira from Deep Space Nine. I, and I have all the costumes. Yeah, I have, you know, I kind of did my thing at Starfleet. So, uh, speaking of Starfleet, there is an astronaut suit for men, an astronaut suit for women. Cool. But. Instead of buying that, you can always buy a jumpsuit and assemble really cool NASA stickers or NASA patches and sew it on it for next year. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. By the way, I have to mention, I 
texted Cassandra thanking her for being on the show, put a little heart in there. I don't know what to make of this. She sent me back three hearts, but they're all black. Yeah, well, <laughs> there was the, a black heart. Yes, there. You seriously? You never yeah. read my books, dude. Never read my books. I'm not telling. Well, the black you. heart was in there. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, now I remember. That's right. I knew I read it someplace. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, Twitter is now an Elon Musk company. Yeah. Without all the people that used to work there. Well, I mean, this is interesting. He let go the CEO, the CFO, the policy chief, and probably a bunch of other people. So it's going to be a real change. I mean, you're the Twitter queen. What do you think? I'm telling you that I'm very excited about this because watching the people's reaction during the uh, uh, time once it was announced and the way he announced it was saying, just tweeting out, the bird is free, which I thought was brilliant. That's good. Yeah. And then he tweeted out, uh, comedy is now legal on Twitter. Oh, funny. And just a little thing. I, You know I'm a member of the Bird Watch team, you know, and we're supposed to be volunteer moderators. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a note. Please help rate a note on this tweet. Really? I mean, I'm sure that's somebody out there whining, well, copy, uh, comedy was always legal on Twitter. I, I don't know what he's talking about. But right. we do know, because we do know that comedy can lean either way. He also announced that Twitter will be forming a content moderation council with video, diverse viewpoints, no major content decisions or of account reinstatements will happen before that council begins. But he did say that minor infraction people who were suspended uh, will probably, he says, um, come back. And he did say, interestingly, that Yee's account was restored by Twitter before the acquisition. They did not consult with or inform me. That's kind of fascinating stuff. So where do you see, what makes you most excited about him taking over Twitter, and what changes do you want to see happen? Hashtag the bird is free, first of all. Okay. Um, uh, They haven't addressed content moderation as yet, but I think it's, it's important because people need to have free speech. Like today, he said, said, the truth... That carbs are amazing can be said on this platform. Hashtag free speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fresh baked bread and pastries are some of the greatest joys of life. And he's shooting off these things because he is the king twit. And in his bio on Twitter, it says chief twit. And currently he has 111.7 million followers. So... <laughs> People are excited. If you take a look and, and run a search for at Elon Musk with no space, uh, don't go right to his bio. Just take a look at the tweets. They're just amazing. Um, seems that one of the people, uh, the, there were some pictures of laid off employees walking out of the building with their little boxes of stuff. Oh. Which, yeah, too bad. Um, but there was something secret, which is kind of, uh, the guy's name was Ligma Johnson. (laughs) 
So get it. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it was Elon spouting his humor. He's going off color. But I think he's so serious about this. And he oh, says, I think so, too. To be super clear, we have not made any changes to Twitter's content moderation policies. So I think it's it's the Elon show. I think you should have a box of popcorn next to you when you're watching the show, uh, you watching your computer, and definitely watch what Elon's doing because it really is history. I mean, this hasn't happened before. You've had founders build a company. But you haven't had a billionaire buy a company who really cares and plans to be hands-on. Yeah, it'll be, I, be a fascinating year to see you know where Twitter goes. Don't feel bad, by the way, for the people that he let go. No. Because the uh, former CEO got $38.7 million as a walk right? away. Uh, the next guy who was whatever his position, chief financial officer, got $25 million. And the uh, general counsel, or was it? Is that who he was? Uh, the company Whatever. policy chief got $12 million. Well, you know, so, and the thing is the salaries over there at Twitter, I can't quote exactly, but I can say that 99.9% of our users would be really happy to have those salaries. Yeah. And I really hope those people save their money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably own Twitter stock, although Twitter stock has gotten just crushed since, you know, this whole thing has been going on back and forth and cr- the craziness. Yeah, but, but the yeah, thing is, they, if you own Twitter stock, you're going to be bought out at $54 a 54, share. $54, yeah, something like that. So yeah. whatever the stock is doing has nothing to do with what you're going to get right now. Right, you know, that's true. Right. Sit and wait. Yeah, it'll be very – well, they they acquired whatever as employees – they and I don't know what their company plan was. You probably acquired Twitter stock as an employee, yep. so you got bought out. Yeah, so you know, but I not guess. only them. But will that take a lot of the shares on the public market private, or how does that work for the public? Well, market? if they're buying out the company, then there are no public shares anymore. So Twitter would become a private company. And, and again, I'm not actually sure. I didn't look that far into the Twitter thing because I wasn't following it other than for the show. Whether or not they bought out the entire company, the entire company. Did, the yeah, then it's company. no longer a public company. Uh, J.P. Morgan handled a lot of it. I know Morgan Stanley handled some of it, but it's going to be interesting. And I'm very excited to see it because this is a new world in social media, in tech. Yeah, a transfer of power like change. this. Yeah, so big that's going to be very cool. Yeah. All right. So you, you found something about 11 terabytes of vintage files. What was that? First of all, I think this is the biggest news. Um, Mark, I'm going to tell you while I'm talking, go to D-I-S-C-M-A-S-T-E-R dot... Give it to me again. D-I-S-C... Discmaster. Oh, Discmaster. Okay. Dot textfiles dot com. Textfiles... And you're going to come across a boring looking web page. And okay, let me tell you, um, is it masters or master? Master. Okay, D-I-S-C-M-A-S-T-E-R dot techfile dot com. Tech files. I just sent you the link. Anyway, okay. so you come to this really boring website. Oh yeah, For those who want to okay. know again, diskmaster dot techfiles dot com, and what they've done is genius. You ever go back to the Wayback Machine to see the way oh, sure. websites used to look? Yeah. Well, these guys, and probably ladies, got 
million files from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. It's 11 terabytes of CD-ROM and floppy disk archives, and they have just archived it. You, I don't know if you can find a copy of Wolfenstein in there. I probably bet you can. Um, the work was done by an anonymous group in because of history, because we want to keep history of the Internet. Um, and people are still working on it. They still add stuff. They did a lot of format conversion on the back end, make, making vintage files more accessible. For example, you can search for a vintage music file, like a MIDI, remember MIDI? Or oh, even sure. digitized Amiga sounds and listen to them in your browser without any extra apps or tools or add-ins, which is great, right? But there's images, there's all kinds of things. Um you can search through vintage stock folders on CD-ROMs. I'm I'm looking through some pictures they had here that I actually had that CD-ROM for my marketing agency. So I highly recommend you have a little time, feeling mellow, you want to walk back in time, go there, discmaster.techfiles.com, and just search for stuff. I think you're going to find some amazing memories and just about everything else. I mean, all the shareware discs, remember we used to have those? Oh, sure. Uh, it's great stuff there. So I highly recommend it. And I'm not saying, but cheap cheap holiday gifts. Find stuff on there, download it, put it on a CD, and give it to somebody. Somebody may be really thrilled by having one of their favorite, not safe for work material. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, that a- appeared on the web before. So I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Now, is it, I assume it's safe to click on those files. Yes, it, it is. It's done uh, by people who are actual professionals. Um, it, information about it is all over the web. Ars Technica wrote a big article about them. It is legit. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Very cool place to look. Um, okay, so we've only got a few minutes left of the show. Uh, what are you watching these days? <sighs> that much, just, huh? Yeah, just staying on regular TV, because regular TV's back. Yeah, so I got my on. Grey's Anatomy, right? Mm-hmm. And I got my The Resident, and what's yeah, that other show. one? New Hampshire. Oh, we call it New Hamsterdam. New but Hamsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you yeah, see, last I, season of New yeah, I'm working on my medical TV degree. So when my husband and I, Kurt, are watching the show, what we do is we try to yell out the diagnosis <laughs> before they announce it on the show, or I'll pause it. Okay, quick, what's he got? And we'll talk about the diagnosis to see who gets the closest to it. Oh, boy, you're a fun group. <laughs> I think so. I think we're a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that has been released on Netflix recently, as you say. I've been watching more network TV because it's come back on, so there's a lot of good stuff out there. But uh, one of the series that I watched in a weekend was called The Watcher. Do you know about The Watcher? No, it sounds creepy, though. It is creepy. It's, <laughs> there you go. It's actually from the makers of American Horror Story, but it's not a horror story. It actually turns out to be a true story. Uh, about a, a people that lived in a house in, I'm going to call it Pennsylvania, but I don't remember exactly where it was. Uh, and it tells the story of these people who buy a house 
and get these very, very creepy letters about the, the house is watching you and I'm watching you. And apparently it set up a massive spike in buying online home cameras because of the people that they're seeing in this movie. Or, or actually a series, it's not a movie, it's actually a series. And a thousand percent spike in people searching for home surveillance cameras. Uh, and it's good. It's seven episodes. It's entertaining. And if you're looking for something to watch that's a little bit different, uh, take that one. And um, let me give advice to anybody who wants to buy those home security cameras. Put them outside in front of your doors and windows because once the monsters get into your house, it's too late. They're going to hide in your closet and come out when you're sleeping. So right, exactly. You want to catch people before they get into your house. I'm not... Uh, real clear as to why all of the home security systems that are being sold right now have interior cameras. No, I don't want anyone in my house. <laughs> Just keep them outside. Yeah, so, it's a really yeah. good idea. We always tell you not to not to have them pointing uh, inside your house. You want to be safe and, and careful and not have people see what's inside your house. Yeah. Uh, also, Benito del Toro, Benicio del Toro, I think that's Yes, Benicio, yes. Uh, he actually has, for the, and right in time for Halloween, he has a new anthology series on Netflix. It's a horror series of seven or eight uh, horror sh- shows. And uh, is it Benito? Is he the director or am I giving the wrong name? No, maybe Benito del No, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's the act, another director with that name, a similar kind of name. And um, it's on Netflix now. You'll find it, if you know, the nice thing about Netflix, whenever um, Netflix puts a new series on, it comes up at the very top, so it's easy to search for. Uh, and God, I, I'm just blank on the guy's name, but he's a very famous director. And, oh, good. Uh, he's Look got it a, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find it as I'm, as I'm kind but of stalling any, here. While you're doing that, let me talk. And yeah. we'll talk about the higher prices that are coming out now. HBO Max, uh their price is $14.99. I mean, that's, you know, it's, they've gotten much, much more expensive. Um, we're going to talk about it next week, but the price of cutting the cord is no longer saving money at all. And we have that for next week's show because you need to look at the dollars and cents of this thing. And you really almost have to make a spreadsheet to see who you're paying, what you're paying, how much do I watch this, and, you know, figure out which makes more sense. If it still makes more sense to have cable or dish, you might want to go back to that. So I don't know. Uh, The prices are continually going up. Apple recently um, raised prices for streaming. So uh, that initial uh, cost that they had is no longer... Yeah. And again, Hulu, Disney Plus, and Netflix also increased prices this year. So we're going to talk about that next week when you come, please, because we want to see you again. Guillermo del Toro yes. is the name that yes. I was searching for, and it's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Okay. So, yeah, that should be it, it, I've watched the first one. It's very entertaining. I think that's very cool. I think yeah. it's very cool. Um it was a great show today with Elvira. I mean, it's so glad. I'm so we're so lucky. And all you other podcasters, what can I say? Yeah, Mark's exactly. best buddies with Cassandra. Yep. So yeah, say goodbye, Mark. 
Well, thank you for joining us. Have a happy, safe Halloween, and we'll see you next weekend on the radio. This is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen, at Computer and Technology Radio. Don't forget to tell your friends because we love doing the show for you. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween.